0: Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com.
1: Welcome to episode four of this week's podcast on the Talk Show for Talkers. You're very welcome. As I mentioned two days ago, we have the pleasure of our guest this week coming back to speak to us again about our adventures as a Toastmaster and I was intrigued when she spoke about the whiteboard on Zoom. Philippa, would you explain that to me and our listeners, the advantages of, or the disadvantages indeed, of using a whiteboard on Zoom?
2: It's not so much the disadvantages but I have a personal account which comes with a very simple whiteboard which you can share in a meeting and it Didn't occur to me until it was too late that our club uses a probe account with a lot more features, lots of clever stuff. And I found out live in a meeting, which was I was actually doing quite a challenging speech. The one where you demonstrate you can deal with a difficult audience because people have been primed to interrupt you. And the advice was use a whiteboard to capture what the audience is saying so you can park people's ideas and persuade them not to interrupt you. So there I was talking away with the whiteboard and I was interrupted and I suggested that somebody used it uh, as per the uh, advice from Toastmasters. And the share didn't work and they couldn't use it. And, oh, the only pen I could find was labelled disappearing pen. So I started using this pen myself, taking dictation. And guess what? The mark you put on the whiteboard disappears within seconds. What is the point of a disappearing pen? I was live making a speech, holding the speech in my head, remembering all the other different types of interruptions and the way I was supposed to deal with those that were all coming my way. And the pen started disappearing. (laughs) At that point, I gave up and I got a lot of... Very useful feedback, but telling me I should have rehearsed. when I knew that, and I had rehearsed, and it really hadn't helped. So, life is full of surprises.
1: Oh, that's brilliant, yeah. And I think was the same Forrest Gump said that, life is like a box of chocolates, it's full of surprises. No, that was brilliant. I found that very amusing there, and the thought went through my head, Philippa. You... You could certainly do a serious speech about that particular episode, but you could also do a humorous speech about it. And all you had to do was put on your magician's hat and say, No, I want to show you disappearing disappearing whiteboard and even the stuff that goes on the whiteboard will disappear. That's a fantastic story. Great story. Yeah. And Paul, you had something that you wished to ask Philip coming out of, of our interview on day two.
0: Philip, it's been wonderful to listen to you talking with Ted and talking about your experience in Toastmasters and how you found it and how you're hoping to find it. Tell me, before you joined Toastmasters at all, wh- what were you doing? What, uh, what? What's your job? What's? What on earth? Uh, why was Toastmasters relevant to you?
2: Right. Before I retired, I worked in IT for thirty years. So I retired. I haven't mentioned this to you before, Paul, but my um, I've got some political ambitions, and of course, obvious need to make speeches. And um, having worked in third for, in IT for 30 years, I knew just don't tell anybody how nervous you are about making speeches, and how happy you are. There aren't any local hustings to uh, cope with. But uh, people involved in politics, you know, they'd been advised to join Toastmasters, and they told me. And I thought, yeah, I really need this. So I haven't yet succeeded in getting myself elected, but I still have hopes. And I'm finding learning, practicing speeches really helpful.
0: And the ability, of course, to improve your ability to respond intuitively off the cuff with confidence. It's pretty good for that, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. Brilliant for that. And as you said, it's a comfortable place to try things out in a friendly atmosphere and then I, take them into the real world.
0: I can see the connection between somebody who has, let's say, political ambitions, which are by definition leadership ambitions, and somebody who becomes the club, a member of the club committee, let's say. And to what extent... Has being on the club committee in Shilling Club helped you so far at your being a leader in other areas?
2: Generally, it's just broadened my experience of a way to run a community group, which we are. I mean, it's a worldwide community. Um, It's a community of common interests rather than restricted to one geography, as I explained before. But, yeah, it just broadens your experience. You learn to work with people. You learn how to push their buttons, how to persuade them, how not to persuade them. And it's all, you just add it in there and uh, use it.
0: You must have brought a lot of abilities to do that already developed into Toastmasters when you became a member.
2: Yeah, I had been involved in our local community centre for a few years. Um, I'd got all the finance skills. I keep trying to tell the world, being... Doing club accounts, you get a primary school kid to do it. You just need to be able to add up and check your numbers. Um, so that is fairly straightforward. Again, I've been secretary of other organisations, and fortunately I'm getting faster at it and slicker at it the more I do it. So that's great. And I really love being at the centre of things, being on committees, understanding how a club is working, You know what make it, keeps an organisation on the rails.
0: Uh, I think you love doing a lot of things is the impression I'm building up. And I I remembering Ted saying yesterday when he was talking or the day before when he was talking with you that he'd love to hear more about the new podcast in from Schilling Club. I, I know that you volunteered. To become a podcaster, to become what we could call a talent, to be a co-presenter of your club's uh, podcast. Uh, tell us about what went through your mind when just at the point where you decided, I'm going to do this.
2: I just thought that is going to be so exciting and Such a useful skill to have. I'm involved, as I said, involved in the local community. I'm forever looking at free ways to create publicity. Um, Publicity is a skill I've had to learn from scratch. I'm still learning. But it is absolutely essential to getting things done in the community. So I thought, yes, let's go for it. Um, One of the first things I learned in Toastmasters was I thought I joined. So I got over my nervousness about speaking in public. Very quickly, I learned so many techniques and so many things to think about. The nerves just evaporated. So I lost all fear of public speaking very quickly. And anything like podcasting, I know, practice it, do it for real. And then I've got a skill that makes means I can do it again in other situations, and I'm going to be able to do it quickly. So I'm forever taking on too much, but I get faster and faster at it.
1: So, and I'd like to come in there, But one of the qualities that I've recognised in you straight away is a beautiful quality, this one of uh, volunteering to help your community. That's a fantastic quality to have. They often say that they can't pay for voluntary work. If they paid you for it, you wouldn't get the satisfaction out of it that you actually do get because you obviously spend a lot of your time doing voluntary work such as the community centre and taking on roles as secretary in different associations that's a fantastic quality to have.
2: Yes thank you Ted but it's also a lot of fun and very satisfying.
1: Oh that's beautiful to be able to say that and you know when you are doing voluntary work even from the point of view of if you think about it as members of Toastmasters clubs we're all doing voluntary work. I've been in it now since 2008, and it must mean that I'm getting something out of it, because who'd stay in, in an organisation for 13 or 14 years? People often say to me, God, how did you spend that much time in a voluntary organisation? But I just love it. The people that we meet and the people that I get to speak with, such as you, it's, it's, it really is a golden nugget. It's a, It's a treasure trove. And you will find this in your career as a podcaster as well thank you ted thank you for that encouragement yeah and thank you Philippe, again for being a wonderful guest this week and paul and i and i'm speaking on paul's behalf we really enjoyed having that conversation with you about you actually about philip a greater person so thank you very much for that We hope you'll all come back to us again next week because we hope to have another very interesting guest